At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hello there. I'm Chuck Todd. This is the Chuck Todd Cast. So this week, leaked documents show that the Supreme Court is poised to overturn abortion rights, leaving each state to decide regulations on its own terms. For some, this means even cases of rape or incest, abortion could be illegal, which means all in the course of just one day, the midterms are set against a potentially a totally new backdrop. I say potentially because this is a draft opinion. Midterms are typically when voters show little energy, but this just might add some. So with me today, discuss sort of what could happen here to the midterms and campaign strategies uh, that could change on the fly. Democratic political strategist and former president of Emily's List, Stephanie Shriok, and uh, Matt Gorman, uh, a Republican strategist and vice president for targeted victory, former uh, former strategist over at the NRSC. Um, so, Stephanie, let me ask you, did... Monday, did we just control alt delete the midterms? <laughs> I like that. That's good. Uh, I I I gotta say, you know, here here's the thing about the situation. We've seen it in lots of our research along the way that nobody believed that this was going to happen. Like they just couldn't get there. Like it just wasn't going to happen. I've been in focus groups where where folks are like, oh no, they always talk about it. Like they right. cry wolf, cry wolf, cry wolf. It's never going to happen, never going to happen. And we have, of course, been like, this has literally been the plan for 49 years. And they've got the court for it. They're, they've been moving literally thousands of pieces of legislation at the state level to get to the court piece by piece over the last, you know, particularly the last 12 years. So yes, this is the plan, and and so now, yeah, I think we have a completely different midterm situation. It was one uh, many of us were expecting because we were expecting this uh, this ruling. Uh, I will say we did not expect it to be leaked for the first time in modern history, right. uh, but we were expecting it, and and now it's you know it's our job to make sure that everybody in this country, women and men know exactly what it means and what it means for them in their states and what it could potentially mean when they have more Republican legislatures who are ready to get rid of access to abortion care. Matt, same question. Do you accept the premise that we may have just reset the midterms? Maybe we didn't control, delete it. Maybe we just added another tab. Uh, But I I mean, (laughs) uh, and, and Stephanie's right to a point. It was always kind of out there, right? Like we knew the court took up this case, but it wasn't really People following about- the issue yeah. kind of knew where we were going. But yeah, the rank, the general public, I think Stephanie's right. I, but you could feel it in the polling. Nobody really believed uh, we're never getting rid of abortion rights, right? And it was one of those things, right? It was it was something every Republican campaign and talked about. You know, I, I was reading Politico today, and, and they even some you know kind of Democrats, whether it's Susan Wild, who's a member in a vulnerable seat, kind of in Bucks County, she's kind of skeptical. And, and look, I, my advice to Republicans would be: look, don't get caught up in this inflation and 
cost of living is still going to be the number one issue. I mean, we saw, you know, Terry McCall, I think in those last weeks, try to talk about Texas and that law in yeah. the, the Virginia race. And it turned out folks that voted on abortion voted for Yunkin. Um, but one similar thing I was, I was thinking about this the last couple of days, it reminds me a little bit of 2018 with guns after Parkland, where it really wasn't an issue, but you did see it pop a little bit in certain districts like Northern Virginia, a little bit in New York, these suburban districts. And it went from, you know, not really being on the radar to maybe third or a distant second. I could see that happening here. You'll might see some ads, yeah. but I'm not sure it's going to be defined. <laughs> oh, Matt, I disagree. I disagree. Oh, not surprising. I, I know. I know. I appreciate it. I, appreciate I didn't bring it. you guys on. Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. bring say, you guys on to it. I would yeah. also say uh, Congress, Congresswoman Wild also said we can walk and chew gum at the same time, that we're going to be able to deal and talk, talk about the economic issues. And we can also talk about uh, the fact that uh, women are going to be losing a freedom in this country and ability to make their own choices in so many states. This is un- unlike uh, the, the terrible moment around Parkland. And yes, you're totally right. It, that, that played in some districts and not in other districts, and it did mobilize some folks. This is going to affect everybody. But to Chuck's point earlier, Folks, one, did not believe it was going to happen, and two, still don't really know exactly what it means because it's a little, it's a little bit complicated, right? It depends on what state. It just went. It's going to go. It will depend on where you live, and it depends on where you live. But, but it also depends in November who your legislators are. Mm -hmm. So that can change like that. So you know, if we lose the governorships as Democrats and. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, we probably just lost access to abortion care in those well, states. This gets That's me actually, Stephanie, this is. I want to build on this. I, more so than Senate races, do you think this really transforms governor's races more so than Senate races? I think it is. I think it actually does both and in a huge, big way. Mm-hmm. And and it really focuses people on the legislatures as well. So so we, we've been talking about this for years. So folks right. can sort of overlook their legislatures. You mean the Democratic lot. Party might care about state legislatures? Um, and they've the gotten, they've gotten better. Generation. Surprising they've, to they've me. They've gotten better. They've gotten better. Uh, but they, uh, they're going to hyper-focus on it now. And yes, mm-hmm. I do think it, it definitely changes those gubernatorial races. Uh, dramatically, but it's it is so clear what it has happened, and it is. I mean, you are telling women, particularly the women who are going to ultimately, I believe, decide this election, which are the fifty plus, which I'm about to be in. <laughs> I, I hate to. I'm already here, Stephanie. Oh, I just joined. I know. I forgot. How's that feel, guys? I went How's to the feel? So floor. much younger than you, Chuck. I'm so yeah, much obviously, younger. Obviously. <laughs> That that is the fifty plus, and and it is those generations of women who really truly remember everything that right. they've been through, or know the stories of their mothers and grandmothers, and they're the ones that are gonna that are gonna get riled up here, and that that changes the entire dynamic of the electorate. It's gonna make the electorate bigger, which yeah. is gonna be which is gonna be a positive thing for a lot of governorships, legislators, I mean, House candidates, and these Senate races, because the Senate's going to get held accountable too, because they delivered that court. 
Right. You know, Matt, not to play the age card on you, but when Steffi and I first started getting into politics, there was a lot of nuanced Republican positions. You had degrees, you had pro-choice Republicans like Tom Rich. You had, then you'd have Republicans who would say, I'm, I'm, I'm pro-life, uh, definitely no late-term abortions, but I believe in exceptions for health life. And, and there was, it, it was accepted to have of those. And then in the last decade, I'd argue it was, it's been harder for a Republican to have a nuanced position on abortion in, 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 because of the activist community sort of it's, it got more black and white. I, I, I guess I'm guessing you don't accept, you don't accept that framing per se. No, you know, I don't. And, and I was thinking about this too. You know, you look at Susan Collins, you look at Murkowski, they were the kind of outliers that, though. But okay, but hold on. Compared to whom in the Democratic Party, former Congressman Dan Lipinski, former Congressman. No, no, no you're not wrong. Look, the you know, pro-life Democratic caucus yeah, has shrunk it's, it, just it, as fast as the pro-choice If it's non-existent. And, and I think also you look, I mean, they've, they introduced a bill to codify Roe. And I think it's also important to note that how much, how many tens of millions of dollars spent on behalf of Susan Collins to get her back in the Senate. And Murkowski is endorsed by, you know, NRSC and Rick Scott, and I'm sure they're going to spend more money on her. So I, I think there is a broader position. I mean, heck, you look at the governors, if you want to talk governors, you got Sununu and who's, you know, going to win 70% of the vote, uh, again in New Hampshire. The, the, Mitch McConnell and his team wanted him in the Senate, wanted right. him to run. Same with Larry Hogan. So I'm not sure I accept that premise on that. Okay, but I, I guess the thing that I, I'm wondering is, is whether there is going to be room, whether these folks feel like they can have room. I mean, I, I, I look, I, I, you singled out who you singled out, but when you look at these active Senate races and these active uh, and these battleground governors races, there isn't a lot of nuance. And, and, and again, I think yeah, uh, we are those before. folks going to are those folks going to do we you know, do we trust and I, I hope I can trust Murkowski and Collins uh, to codify Roe? Are they going to take that vote in their well, caucus? They, 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 they introduced caucus it. Lunch? They introduced it. Right. They, know, that, that was that was the bill they introduced. And, and so, again, I mean, we talked before. This has been the position for 40 years, it, it, whether what do you think it was going to happen or not? I mean, this has kind of been where folks are going. The fact that, you know, they're. It's, it's happening regardless. It's the position that they've had. And I think also, I, I actually think in, a, in some way, the leak from political standpoint can help Republicans a bit, right? Because if when this comes down officially, if it's the actual what we see as written from February that Alito wrote, it takes some of the air out of the balloon. If it isn't, let's say, I think it could, you know, just as be as likely that Roberts goes and, and crafts a 6-3 where he's writing it with you know, right. Mississippi is a 15 ban, which look, I saw a poll is 54, 41 in support of that. Then it looks a little, you know, more reasonable in the eye of the beholder. So I think this could have helped. Well, Stephanie, I actually want to, I've, this is a theory that actually got posited in my, my, my call just a few minutes ago, which is, hey, maybe this leak came from the right in order to, you know, so that when they see was, oh, that was an extreme version. And then what comes won't be won't look as bad and it will dial down the intensity quite a bit. Now that's a, look, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about the motivation of the leak. We're going to find out it's probably a, you know, some outside custodian who just decided to, you know, it'll end up being something that none of us have like posited here. Uh, But, you know, if this turns out to not be the ruling and Roberts crafts basically a new row where you have now you have a Dobbs amendment, a Dobbs addendum, the way we've had a Casey addendum, um, 
and 15 weeks is a new viability. And and Matt's right. I've seen the polling on that. That is that is more evenly divided. Where does the issue go if that is the ruling? Well, first off, there, there are hundreds of cases on their way up to, that are more and more extreme, and this court's going to make more and more of those decisions. But here, first off, okay, I'm not a lawyer, <laughs> and I'm definitely not a constitutional lawyer. Uh, boy, talk about a Supreme Court that would ha- that is already in trouble for having a leak, and right. then they're going to completely change that decision. I don't buy it. I don't buy that could upset everybody. By the way, that that could upset everybody. Both sides of the right, yes, yeah. I don't don't know what that is. That would be oh my god! So I can't even imagine that happening. I I kind of with you, Stephanie. I think I think as bad as the court's credibility is right now, it would be worse if this is not the opinion. I agree. I think it would be devastating for them. Just devastating. but yeah. here's I, I the mean, other piece of it. I, what I also don't understand, and right, I don't sure. know, maybe if it has a, like, you know, we're you know, any constitutional lawyers on this call here, on this podcast, but. No, I only uh, play one on yeah. television. No, right, you, exactly. I have less than So you go with, you, you know, you, you go with this, um, this ban or the, this 15 week situation, which is troubling and difficult for a lot, a lot of women in this country. Uh, but didn't we just, doesn't that just mean the state gets to decide? And then therefore you get rid of Roe. See, that's what I don't, I've never understood any argument of, oh, it's just going to be a 15 week and they're going to settle on that. I don't think that's the case anymore. Once you agree with that, you say the state gets to decide. And every state then is going to just move forward like Roe is gone because Roe will be gone. Roe will be gone as soon as they hand it to the states. And then those states are going to move fast. And a lot of them are going to have to decide if the trigger laws that they've already got in place, 13 of them are ready to boom, get rid of it right off the bat, Mm -hmm. uh, if that's enough. But if you say, yes, Mississippi gets to do that, don't you then get to say, well, then every state gets to do what they want to do. I don't know. I mean, I I just never understood. To me, Roe's dead. I, I think case. you're not wrong, which is probably why Roberts has had a hard time winning over Brett Kavanaugh I on this so. argument. I think that's right. Um, and I don't want to lose, you know, we can talk, you know, political tactics and legal tactics here. Uh, we already have women who are having to fly or drive 1,400 miles to get abortion care. They are, they are struggling already. The costs are immense. Uh, like let us not lose fact that we are already rolling back by decades and this is only going to make it really, really bad. And I, you know, we've got, it's been 50 years basically that, that folks didn't live with this and understand this. Mm -hmm. And you know, for those of us who do remember those particular stories, because I grew up entirely under Roe, uh, the stories are terrible. What what women go through to protect their families and their lives and their futures is is really really rough. And we are rolling into an environment that we're going to be sending women back fifty years. And don't think this is this is the other thing. This is just not the only domino that's going to fall. I mean, I, I've I've heard folks talk about getting rid of Griswold, which mm-hmm. if folks you know know anything about that case, which of course is the the birth control case. Right. And I remember when I started at Emily's List, and Chuck, I think I even talked to you about this: is the old guard ladies, the the women whose shoulders I stand upon in the movement, 
Mm-hmm. They're like, Stephanie, they're going after birth control. And I was like, that's crazy. They're never going to go after birth control. Yeah, I used to think, <laughs> Matt, I do no. think that this the, the issue of birth control, uh, uh, of where this is going, particularly IUDs, um, and and the and the day and the morning after pill, um, it's going to be interesting. Do you think a Republican can be for those things and be pro life? Well, well, be accepted uh, as pro life. A, a couple things. I, I uh, if you remember Romney in twelve, I kind of right. shut that down with George Stephanopoulos in the ABC debate uh, years back. Uh, I think though, if, if the, the Alito opinion, as I read it, was very strict because I think he was very clear, it doesn't deal with Obergefell, doesn't deal with Griswold. He views it because Roe yeah, deals with the like. same thing. I, I look exactly. I, I understand. Well, I, but, you know, I, well, go ahead. You finish. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I think it's just two points kind of going back. I think number one, I think if anyone, if you look at the history with Roberts caring about kind of what he views as the integrity of the court, if there was anyone to see like he did with NFIB at the Obamacare case, just step in and figure it out and kind of try and save something, it would be mm-hmm. him. One other point that I just, I, I keep thinking about. I find it just fascinating that Alito wrote this and not Clarence Thomas, because if he he would have the chance to write it as senior justice in the majority. Instead, I, he assigned it. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I don't know. I just keep coming back to that. I, I feel like this would be kind of Clarence Thomas's magnum opus if, if this were kind but of. But Alito's had, more passionate, about Alito's had yeah. more passionate about yeah. it. Alito's had more passion about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I think it depends. And, and again, maybe that's the draft. And maybe Clarence Thomas is famous for his concurrences um, with that, too. Um, I, I think also from a political, tactical perspective, I've seen this uh, on kind of the down ballot level. And I think we can't discount it. A lot of House and Senate candidates are very clumsy with their language. Democratic candidates are clumsy with their language and how they talk about it. Because what they say is that they, they, are, they will not restrict a woman's right to choose. So what we have done, I, I saw these ads firsthand when we were doing the NRCC, we say, okay, then we are we can run ads saying that you uh, accepted to the moment of birth, you accepted to determine sex of the child, you accepted if it was found to be Down syndrome, and on and on and on. And that, again, what's this going off at? So I'm not saying we fight that. Again, I want to I hit yeah. this hard, that in, look, inflation of cost of living is going to be the issue. But if someone really wants to fight on that, there is a way to go on offense with it. Let me pause there. We'll be right back after a quick break. You're listening to the Chuck Toddcast from Meet the Press. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Primary season is here. If you've got voting questions, we've got voting answers. Visit NBCNews.com slash plan your vote. You'll find when and how to vote in your state's primary election. Visit NBCNews.com slash plan your vote today. Well, look, I do think, look, infl- the economy is not going to not be the number one issue. I think we all, considering the situation with, with inflation, hard stop. In a midterm election, you can have a single issue become a motivating factor. Um, so I sort of, I accept both premises. In fact, the issue that I actually think is going to get pushed out of the headlines a bit is, is immigration. Uh, uh, because I think those independent voters that look like Republicans and immigration are the same group of voters, I assume, Stephanie, that Democrats are going after. I mean, basically, when you look at the swing voter in America, 
The swing voter in America is either a non-college educated woman or a college educated man, right? And they're the swing vote these days on a lot of issues and particularly on this one would be my guess when we see the poll. I think on this on the swing voters who are going to vote and then you've got the you know it's a midterm so part of our job is to get people to vote because the turnout's always a little bit lower. Well, Demo- lower. And, 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 I mean let's and be let's realistic go. Stephanie before before Monday <laughs> Democrats were not fired up about doing much. I mean the base was pretty was pretty it was in a pretty bad mood. This is gal you know I do think our politics are defined these days by what fear not hope left and right and if yeah. you've got fear on your side, you usually have a winning message. Democrats 2018 and 2020, Republicans right now 2022 and 2016, both with fear message. Yeah, that's and that's and that's how this is why these elections roll like they do. Sort of the historic trends of mm-hmm. of these elections, uh, but then you have moments that drive out the other side. And what what is you know, I look at that governor's race in Virginia, and what's really interesting about that governor's race is that. Terry McAuliffe got more votes than Northam in his winning election. Right, like right. the turnout was really high. It's really high on both sides. We could be looking at a midterm election that has extraordinarily high turnout, which is going to make it very interesting uh, and very, um, very different from our typical midterms where you usually have one, you know, the power, the party out of, power, sure. out of the White House wants to go get them. And the other mm-hmm. party's like, ah, oh, we're in the White House. Yay. Uh, I think we've got a different environment right now. And I think we're looking at high turnout elections. So is it something in between 18 and 20? Right. What does that mean? That's the interesting thing. And who's coming out? And I, I have no doubts. I, Matt obviously probably knows, knows better on these numbers, but I have no doubts that, that the, the right are going to vote. Like they're, they're riled up and ready to go. They're fired up. But, yeah. but I got to say this, when we need women to get riled up and vote, this is going to be a major issue to do just that, because you are taking away a freedom, a right of women. And once we make that clear to everybody, which we got to do, because here's the thing, people aren't watching that much news. They're not but I, I hate to say, I mean, I, I, mean, I love watching no, 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 the numbers are way down. But I mean, yeah. like, I, I've, I've talked to family members. I'm like, did you hear what happened? Nobody knows what happens. My dad missed it. He, he catches everything. I mean, so we got to understand there's going to be a lot of education going on. There's going to be a lot of ads in a lot of places Stephanie, uh, explaining address, address and Matt, talking about this. Address, address Matt's, Matt, you know, you know. Is there, because that is what you're going to see is some Republicans are basically going to say, hey, they, that, that Democrat wants abortion on demand. Is that an effective counter? Uh, no, I don't think it is ultimately, because we are now in a place that would be in a moment where, well, there's other options. But now we're talking about there's no options. There's nowhere to go. So, so we are now dealing with a world where we're just going to say, the Republican, and when I say we, I mean Emily's List, Planned Parenthood, NARAL, how all will come together with a $150 million plan before the leak, before the leak came out. So you can imagine where this is going to go. All of these Democratic senators, the, the governors, everybody, the legislators who control this stuff, 
they all know that they've got the power to make the decision to move right. to either protect women or not. And this isn't just a women's issue. I mean, Roe is supported by over 70% of the country. In fact, it's close to 80%. This is a different ball game than we've seen because nobody ever thought we would be here. And, here and Matt, I think, I think that's the lesson here is that the party, the party that, that sort of um, the public always seems to pull back the party that goes too far in abortion. You know, well, I, I guess to, to the point is, is I have a hard time if the 15 week ban is, again, 13 points above water, according to a Fox News poll that came out May 1. I have a hard time believing that abortion on demand isn't higher than that, right? I have a hard time kind of believing right, but that. But no abortion, but then no abortion is a whole nother story. Uh, and, and again, that's why I said, like, again, this will be fought on the economy. But if, if we want to have the argument about abortion, like, Republicans have a way to go on offense with that. And, and I, I guess kind of that that larger point I, I see um to to your original question is um if this is going to be fought also where is it going to be fought is it going to be fought, like you know are the cluster of the voters that really it affects are in these blue states i mean as we saw in virginia we talk about turnout young can got more turnout than donald trump in some of these rural areas fired up rural areas. fired up right. and look i think some some in our party uh, you know think that the we can't win with higher turnout young can kind of put that on its head. And so I think if that trend kind of follows, we should lean into that and we shouldn't be afraid of that. I'll tell you this. There is one state that I am, uh, that that is going to be sort of ground zero and it's like of all states. Do you realize that Wisconsin is one of these states that uh, has a total ban on the books? And we all know how polarized that state is. I, I mean, if there is going to be any state that this is sort of where we're going to learn a lot, here's a battleground state where everything is going to be thrown into it, where every every state election is going to matter on this. Um, and knowing how polar, I mean, I just, you know, that's, I do think we have our Petri dish and it's the state of Wisconsin. What do you I, no, I, I, I disagree. Well, and, and you've already yeah. got Ron Johnson un, underwater there. You've got a very governor's, you know, governor's governor with the economy. Race. He's struggling. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's a better yeah, yeah, that's, yes. You know, and doing and at least, you know, holding his own on education and some other issues. But yeah, this is going to be this was a battleground state to begin with. You're, yeah. I, I can I agree with you uh, on that state. It is going to be very, very interesting. I'll be very curious to see how the met what works there and what you, yeah. you kind of have a confluence of factors, right? Cause there, there, we, we can go on offense on Evers. He is not a very charismatic guy. I think he's kind of like the old avuncular grandpa. You know, we have clay clayfish. Who's pretty, you know, obviously young former Lieutenant governor. And you have kind of this Ron John Mandela Barnes race where, you know, look, I, I, I think everybody counted about in 16 with Ron. Yeah, no, John, nobody you know, nobody Ron thought that guy. Yeah. No, you and, can't and, count him out. I agree. You can't count him out. And, and you have Mandela who I think, you know, has taken, who, is the further left one in that primary if when you have Lazary and other ones who are, you know, have a little bit more mainstream position. So I, I don't disagree. I think the Petri dish will be kind of interesting. I don't I don't believe there's many I'm trying to jog my NRCC memory, but this might be the new maps. I don't believe there's a ton of true swing districts. Not house. in the house. Yeah. No, they pretty evenly divide. Yeah. Pretty they, they, evenly yeah. And, no, and they're both right. the, but it, I yeah, do think it's there's gonna be governor's legislative races too. Yeah. I mean I, I everything is gonna be yeah, you know, I mean, the, legis the legislature's, uh, you know, fairly gerrymandered uh, 
by the look, Republicans. Look. So that's a little tougher. But uh, you know, you do you do have some really interesting races there, and I don't think we know who's coming out of some of these primaries. You, know, we, we do not know who's coming out of the Republican primary in that governor's race, and that could really change that dynamic. And I, you know. You've got a number of people in the Senate race you know, well, Mandela uh, Barnes in the lead, but Sarah Godlewski should not be counted out yet at, by any means. She's moving. She's starting a, to a move. candidate that, as as Matt Gorman knows, because he came into into our uh, bureau to do this, who was just meeting with my political unit just a few minutes ago. Oh, really? Actually, so oh, we met with all three. Yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, I don't know Excellent. if Matt knew that. Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, so, yes, I was going to bring bring her up. Uh, I'm just going to close with this and see if you guys disagree. I do think the, the, the great unintended consequence of this is for 35 years, Steffi and I have watched a whole bunch of candidates basically be able to duck specifics on abortion, whether you were for abortion rights or against abortion rights, because you could always just sort of lean on row. Everybody's going to have to have a specific answer now on abortion. If you don't want a total ban or a total legality and you're somewhere in the middle, you now have to articulate it. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how candidates handle that because candidates haven't had to do that in their lifetime. I mean, I mean, look, maybe maybe it's just me, it, it, kind of the insular DC thing. But like, I would always make sure that my candidates had an answer. I mean, look, you, whether it's exceptions, you know, oh, and then you kind of get the answer wasn't with, that important with, because voters didn't take the answer very seriously. But but but, that if, you, but, but if you but, but if you I said that though right that there were if you said though that that you weren't for exceptions that was that was used how many times in, sure. in ads against, you know, so you, you have those exceptions. And again, that they, they, there's a, that middle where you could, there's a ton of things. Every state had its own middle. Every had its, its own yeah. middle. Yeah. But I, I, that yeah, was always kind of standard for had, me. Yeah. But Matt, we've had so many legislatures, Republican led legislatures move legislation and ultimately laws in some of these places where there's actually Republican governors that is bans, no exceptions, or bans one exception, zero, like zero. And so here's here's the Republicans' problem. They have too many states who have said, no way, not here, never. Oh, and you can't even cross the border. Or if somebody else helps you, we're gonna, we're gonna like yeah, take Missouri you down. Law. Yeah, yeah, they have gone way too far in these legislatures, and every Republican's gonna have to answer to that. Because well, that I, is the bigger problem, and I don't care what Republican you are, where you live. If you're an even, even if you're in a, a blue state Republican, yeah, you're going to have to answer to that. And then I will say this: the activists around it, and Susan B. Anthony list has already come out. They want a national ban. That's what they're yeah. going to do at the federal level is a national ban. So there you go. To back up Matt's point here, that a lot of Republicans are more wait and see. I was just reading a transcript this morning of Joni Ernst doing Hugh Hewitt show. And she's in the, well, let's wait to see what the full opinion says. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. it, well, but it tells me that even in a, a, even, you know, she's not ready to stake out the Alito position just yet. There's, there's no reason to, there's no reason to, because, because again, why it's, it's a February draft. And I think that's, I, I, I would advise my candidates you to, do that, advised do that her to do that. Yeah. I would absolutely do that because again, it, it, Robert steps in and it's 15 weeks, which is, you know, uh, again, right. By 13 yeah. points, then why and are you Robert, out of that position? Robert has Wait to and see. And get somebody but, though. Robert has to pull somebody. Over. I mean, but if Robert, I but if Robert steps Robert in, he, he can write the it. opinion. I think almost any Republican or conservative on that court would rather have that than Roberts than 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 not. So and that's nothing. the way they get right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It's going to be. It's an very, interesting tell, though. That's yeah. all. Uh, yeah. 
Hey, um, it's also not we, the end of it because we no could uh, uh, we could keep going, but then we'd still <laughs> never resolve. Uh, you guys uh, appreciate it. It's uh, I we'll see if it is a full control alt delete, but I'm glad you like my little uh, metaphor. <laughs> That was good. Matt, always a pleasure. Thank you both. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Take care. You've been listening to the Chuck Toddcast from Meet the Press. Today's episode was produced by Justice Copen Green and Matt Rivera. Our theme music composed by Spoke Media. You can catch Meet the Press daily on MSNBC every day at 1 p.m. Meet the Press reports is on demand on Peacock. Big show is available every Sunday morning on any platform that carries NBC programming. Thanks for listening and until the upload. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.